Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Maybe you're out and about. Maybe you are doing some Christmas shopping. I was doing some Christmas shopping today, and let me just tell you. We need more than ever driverless cars. I don't know. This is not, again, this is me pointing the finger at you because I'm not the problem. You, the, some of you that are the problem. What, ha- what has happened to people? Was, was it the, the not driving for like a year there that got to? I don't know what it was. But people, we need those, those driverless cars now more than. Uh, is everybody watching Netflix while they're driving and they're just not paying attention? They're clearly not paying attention. Clearly, not, I don't know what I, I had to drive basically six minutes and I saw almost three accidents. I mean, it was it was a mess out there. Those roads, boy, be careful. Be careful. Because people are uh, losing their minds. And, and again, it's not like people um, it's not like the, the skill level with a lot of drivers was was they couldn't afford to fall down much further than that. it was already bad. But it's gone from bad to worse. I can tell you that right now. And I can tell you that after just being in the car for literally six minutes. People stopping in the, the middle of the intersection. Well, I got to go. Well, but th- th- we have a system here, people. Why don't we just work with the system we've already written? The, 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 the colors on the light, those are all the, still the same. We have not changed them. We're not saying we're going from bottom to top anymore. It's still the red one is stop. The yellow means slow down. The green one means go, you, you go ahead. It's like people are trying to re- re- rewrite the rules or something. I'm not exactly sure. not exactly sure. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. One other thing about the Giants, because for me, as important as this game is and as important as it would be to get into the playoffs, it, it kind of, I, I don't know, it, it, it almost feels a little empty. Now, I'm not saying don't make the playoffs. Of course you want to make the playoffs. But it's clear the Giants really don't belong in that playoff group. And again, it's not like, as I said before, it's the top seven. It's not like who's, who's eligible this year. No, it's, it's the top seven, whether you're, elig- whether you're good enough or not. So, like, if they make the playoffs, hey, that's great. First year, working with what they've had to work with, I think it's a nice reward for, for the guys fighting through um, what they've had to fight through over the course of the season, especially the second half with all the injuries. And for Brian Dable, his first year as the head coach, all well and good. But if they don't make the playoffs, it won't be like, man, when you sit down to watch the playoffs that first day, I don't think even the most diehard Giant fans would be like, man, we really belonged here. You know what I mean? Like, it would be nice to make it. It's something nice to say. But it's clear that the, 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 the first half of the season was a little fluky. Right, and it, it seems like it's pretty clear at this point that the Giants' luck has has kind of run out. Now, could they beat Washington? Absolutely. You know, to see the line being what it is, and again, the picks are coming up uh, at six o'clock. You know, for for Washington to be favored by more than a field goal when I believe that their quarterback is still Tyler Haneke, uh, that seems a little a little rich, little deep, and and it would not shock me if all at all if the Giants went in there. And we're able to win a game. And then all of a sudden, they're almost certainly going to the playoffs. But the, the, for me, most of my focus, if I were a Giant fan, yes, it would be somewhat on this year. But it would be mostly on, after this season is over, what are we doing? This year, w- it was nice to win as many games as you did. But 
the evaluation process, that's really what you're going to get out of this season because the Giants are not the typical organization that has been terrible forever. The Giants know what – Giant fans know what good football looks like. There is an expectation. It's not just simply with the Giants of, hey, we got to get back to the playoffs. When the Giants are good, it's about deep playoff runs. Now, they're not there yet. It's going to take them a while before they get there because of the work that Dave Gettleman did and, and, the, re- and the regimes before that. But it's not, they're not just an organization that can hang their hat on a playoff season one time and say, hey, well, you know what, that, that's all we needed to, to, to feel good about ourselves. It would be nice right now because you've been down for so long, but it's not, um, it, it's not what it would be to other organizations. So when you're talking about moving forward, it's funny. A couple of weeks ago, I've always been, and most, I think everybody here on the station at the time said, this is a mistake for the Giants to take a running back at number two. I don't think that there was a single host, even with all the diversity of opinions that we have here. Nobody went the other way. Uh, and it was clear at the time, and it's been clear ever since. But, you know, there's always people out there, aha, what, what do you got to say now, smart guy? Aha, what do you have to say now? And there was a lot of that in the first half of the season when Saquon Barkley performed, performed well, was a big part of the Giants' success, and especially after his comments as well, right? Like, before the season said, if, you, if you've been against me, whatever it was, like, if, you're, if you've been on that side, you stay on that side. Don't, don't, don't be rooting for me now. Of course, that's not how it works. People were on that side because he's been hurt a lot. He hasn't been performing. Last year, he was clearly still recovering from uh, the injuries because he was not the explosive player that you saw in the first half of this year. But we got to about the the midway point of this year, and there were a lot of people in the media, some here on the station, oh, well, you know what? You're really going to have to break the bank. You're going to have to go out there and make sure you bring back Saquon Barkley. You cannot afford, if you're the Giants, not to bring back Saquon Barkley. I have not heard from those people so much lately. I have not heard. There's not been as many uh, tweets. There's not been as many direct messages. There's not, been, there's not been as many calls. Those people, I guess those are the people that are out holiday shopping right now. They're not, they're not available. They can't make it to the phone right now. But if you leave your name and number, they'll get back to you at some point. Yeah. The smart money is that, uh, that Saquon Barkley will probably walk after this year. The Giants, as I said, have about, I think it's like $70 million in in cap space. It would almost be as negligent as taking the running back second overall when it's clear you are not close to being a really good team as it would be to go out and when you are are just starting the rebuilding process, starting it out by sinking a lot of money into a running back on a second contract and and a running back who has not been able to stay healthy. I mean, part of his struggles now, our teams are just solely focusing on him, but he, I think that the, the injuries are starting, he's starting to wear down. So even for the franchise tag, I looked it up, I think the franchise tag for a running back next year would be $9.5 million. Are you going to sink $9.5 million for a running back who's had one full healthy season when he was a rookie? You know, his slump, and just look around the NFL. Teams do not invest money in, in running backs. You, you just simply, you have one guy, if he's good, great, and, you know, when his contract is up, you, you go draft another guy. And, and you're right, maybe he won't be as talented as Saquon Bar. Maybe if you draft a guy in the third round or the fourth round or the fifth round, he might not be as talented as Saquon Barkley. 
but your resources are limited. Even with $70 million in cap space, your resources are limited. Don't double down on the mistake that you made five years ago by making it worse by bringing him back just simply because he's had some good games and he is a talented player. It's better for him to go someplace else where he is a lot closer to being part of a, of a, of a total offense. Yeah, then when you can't just solely focus on Saquon Barkley, he will look far more explosive as he, if he's able to stay healthy then. But it's not going to work here. There's still too much work to be done, and it makes absolutely no sense to be for the Giants to be signing him to a franchise tag or to a long-term contract when the lists of needs are substantial. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go back to the phones. We'll go out to, is it Stilo on the BQE? Stilo, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, how are you? It's a big fan of yours. Always loved you, bro. Thank you, my friends. Um, I have a question. Welcome. Um, I've got a question for you. I know the Yankees lost Ben Attendee yesterday. Who yeah. would be your best option to replace him now in left field? Because I really don't know. Well, you know, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, I, look, I, and Steele, thanks for the phone call. Uh, it kind of depends on what direction they want to go in. Uh, and we've not really gotten into the Yankees. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's a big – that's a pretty big spot when you're talking about a team where the biggest concern coming off of last year and the last five years, when you get to the playoffs, the team does not score runs. And that has never been more apparent – than this year's run, losing to the Astros the way you did. And really, even against the Guardians, they struggled to score runs. The Yankee offense is one thing during the regular season. It's something else in the playoffs. And, and you can point out, and I'm, they did, uh, when the season came to an end, you know, we were missing DJ, we were missing Benatendi. But, yeah, that's a pretty big hole. And here's the thing. The Yankees have certain spots locked in, right? Third base, it's certain, it doesn't look – Shocking there's not a big market for Josh Donaldson. I, I can't believe that. They're not able to, to move him. That's a stunner. Um, but left field is the one spot that's still open. Now, I don't think that it can be Aaron Hicks. It, I mean, you just can't go back to that well expecting. If the guy is hurt every single year and his performance has dropped every single year, you can't just expect that he's going, all of a sudden now going to be healthy another year down the road. So, yeah, that does seem to be a spot where they have some ability to go out there and get a bat. But – the, the options are kind of limited, and, and it's just a question of how much do you want to spend, and not really in money, but maybe it's a trade. And I think that that's probably the most likely area that they will look at, that they'll probably uh, uh, investigate a trade. There's been some talk about uh, some of the Arizona outfielders. I think there's been some talk about some of the Twins outfielders. I would not be – obviously, Brian Reynolds, that would be the ideal spot because if you're able to get Brian Reynolds, it doesn't only just solve – Left field, it could probably might even be able to. He could spell center field as well. When if Bader's hurt or is you know worn down or whatnot, uh, and he would be the perfect kind of leadoff hitter to kind of lengthen that lineup. That's the issues of the Yankees. You know, I keep hearing this. Well, the Yankees just had too many strikeouts in the lineup. That's why they struggled in the postseason. No, this year it was they had too many bad hitters in the lineup. <laughs> it wasn't the strikeouts. It was that the guys were just not good hitters. You know. Saying that you have too many strikeouts in the order is like code for saying you have too many home run hitters. You have too many uh, home run or bust type hitters. That was not the Yankees' problem. The Yankees had just bust hitters. That was the problem. That was the issue come the playoffs. So left field is a, is a gaping hole right now. And if you're saying catcher's a defensive position, okay. If you're saying you're not going to, well, you can't now, 
go out and, and sign one of the big shortstops and you're going to go with Peraza there or Cabrera there, I'm fine with that. That's a spot that makes sense, right? Peraza supposedly one of these, uh, the crown jewels of the system along with Anthony Volpe. Let's give him a shot. You had a chance to give him a shot last year and you didn't do that. I don't know why you didn't do that and you called him up. But okay, this is the time. Let's, put, let's pencil him in, not pen, but pencil him in to start the season as your everyday shortstop and let's give him a run. I have no problem with that. But then if you're saying that going into the offseason, the biggest issue was the offense and you've not done anything to fix the offense, well, then how can you say you've had a good offseason? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So coming up, I'll give you a little rundown of the names of, of, of the left fielders, and we'll get into the Yankee move with Carlos Rodon this week and uh, everything the Yankees have done and still hoping to do, maybe? I don't know. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. We've talked a lot Giants and Jets today. Well, look, if you want to talk Giants and Jets, it's football season, right? I mean, that's that's what we're here for. But I did want to touch on the Yankees because they go out this week and uh, finally stopped leaving us hanging, right? Just when you thought, are the Yankees going to do anything else? And it was funny, the other day, I, um, I, I put out a tweet uh, about like waiting for the, like refreshing Twitter. Like ever since, I think it was a week ago yesterday, the Michael K said, you know, that they're in on Ron, Rodon, Rodon and uh, that they are looking to do something bigger than Rodon. So from that point, you know, with the connections that Michael has, your, your, your ears perk up, right? Obviously. And you're, you're thinking, all right, well, let's, let's get Rodon done first. And, and then if something else big comes along, that's, that's great. That's what we're waiting for. It can't just be that, that they signed Aaron Judge. It has to be more than that. And it's funny. I put that tweet out saying waiting for the Yankees to do something. And not that, that many people, but there's a couple. Oh, well, well, they signed Aaron Judge. They brought back Anthony Rizzo. Yes, that's what they're supposed to do. They're the Yankees. Get back to being the Yankees. Let's go. Now, I, maybe the, the, the championship window is already closed, but if it's not, it's closing. The age on the team is creeping up. Go look at what the, 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 the roster of the team. It's not the beginning of the story. It's getting closer to the end of the story. So let's push the chips into the middle of the table here and let's go get something done. So just when you thought the Yankees were going to leave you hanging, they go out and they sign Rodon. Six years, $162 million. And, and Yankee fans, I think, to a man, were pretty jubilant, right? Like, they're, they're just happy to see that their team made a big move. And this is no question. It's a big move. Uh, now, I do think that there's a, some question of whether or not it's the right move. That might be the question. But it's no question that it's a big move. Uh, you know, and, and you take a look at what, when he's right, Rodon. He's got the two killer pitches, fastball, slider. He's a, he's a real ace when he's on. He's lefty, which is, you know, always important uh, with the Yankees. And, and I think more importantly, they, you know, with free agency, you're running out of possible impact moves to make in free agency. Now, that doesn't prevent you from making other big moves. You can make trades, for, certainly. But the big bats were, were clearly gone. The next best starter, I think, is like Nathan Avaldi. So it was good to see the Yankees go out and, and push their chips into the middle of the table a little bit and go sign Carlos Rodon to the, to, to the deal that they did. Now, I would say... Um, the problem with Rodon is, is not when he's on, you know, when he's on the mound, he's great. The problem is the guy's rarely healthy. 
Like, I feel like that has kind of been missed in all of this. Like, everybody's looking at his stats for the last couple of years. He missed, uh, I think, most of 2017. He missed a good portion of 2018. 2019 and 2020, he basically didn't pitch at all. He's had multiple elbow and shoulder injuries. He's had uh, a shoulder surgery. He had shoulder fatigue in 2021. And now he's coming off a, a big year. You know, the, the year that he, I mean, maybe the best year of his career in a contract year. So it doesn't come without any concerns. And I do think that it does not address what the actual biggest area of concern is. So again, I'm happy my team made a move, but it is, is it the best move? I don't know. It, it seems pretty clear to me. The one area where the Yankees could have just simply made the biggest impact for their team would have been at shortstop. I mean, with what they had this past year and what you could have went out and done, you could have improved there the greatest. That would have had the greatest impact immediately on the team. You would have gone from below average production there to above average. Even if you had just average production there, that would have been a big jump up. But it's funny because I guess people are just so um, uh, so waiting for something to happen. You know, I see, well, you know, see, these impatient Yankee fans. It, it, Christmas is a week away. What are we talking about? The offseason is, is, is well underway. The free agents are going. It's like going to the store and you have to get that toy for your kid and people are ripping them off the shelves. You, you got to get moving here. I mean, what are we doing? Well, you know, Brian Cashman, people deserve Brian, deserve, uh, he, he deserves an apology from some people. What are you talking about? Hal stepped in here. The judge move is an owner move. And even here, it feels like, yeah, we had the money to go sign him. It's, it's more a testament to the owner. It wasn't, it wasn't like the, the, the contract was one where you're like, oh, my God, how did Brian Cashman do it? He did it by giving him six years at $162 million. Does the credit deserve, does he deserve the credit there? Or does the owner deserve the credit there? To me, the owner deserves the credit there. Now, I'm not going to give him overwhelming credit because, again, if he doesn't want to spend as much as he's spending, he's got nobody to blame but himself. But, again, this does not address the biggest issue that the Yankees had coming into the season. The Yankees' pitching last year was fine. That was not the issue. The issue is the lineup. It's like I'm screaming into the void here. I'm like, it's not just me. I mean, Yankee fans, you sit through the playoffs, you sit through the seasons, you, you see it. And again, if you told me, as I said before, you want to start Peraza at shortstop. He's a young, you know, piece in your, your organization you feel like is going to be a real long-term. Okay, fine. That's fine. You can do it. You have to mix in some youth every once in a while. As I said, the Yankees are starting to get a little old in the tooth. That's fine. If it's Peraza, if it's Cabrera, okay, fine. It can't be IKF. You cannot, I have to believe that that's not going to be the case. I, I don't want to lose my mind. I'll be like Mickey in the, in the church before Rocky, before the, the second fight. I don't want to be raising my voice in a biblical pace like this. I, I, I have to assume it's going to be either Peraza or Cabrera. And Bader is going to be the center field. Okay, fine. And the catcher position's defensive. Okay, fine. Donaldson is at third base because you can't move him and you, you took on $50 million because you had to get IKF. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. I'm willing to take all it, but where are you improving the offense? That's the issue. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. So I don't know where that improvement comes, but it better come soon. It better come this offseason. And this is not, 
you know, like there are, there are times where people are impatient or being unreasonable. Like when people were crushing, you know, Joey Gallo, the Yankees can't have Joey Gallo in this team and this lineup, which are, Joey Gallo would have fit right in in the postseason. They had a bunch of guys that were performing just like Joey Gallo. But you knew that that was not going to be the case. They weren't even playing him during the season. But this is not a case of Yankee fans being impatient or, oh, how much money do they have to spend? Well, they brought back the guy they had to bring back. They brought back Rizzo. Good move. Okay, fine. But the offseason is the time for you to improve the team. And Rodon, it's an improvement. I'm not going to tell you adding an ace if he's healthy. That's great. I have some concerns about that. At least he's not from the Oakland A's. Thank God <laughs> we've gone down that road before. But the offense is still the issue. And until there's a move or two where you say, okay, fine, it's still going to be a concern for any Yankee fan. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN, New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Zach Wilson saying the other day that, like, he doesn't have to worry. He can just go out there and, and play his game this week because the worst has already happened. Oh, boy. That, 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 is, that is not true. That, that, I mean, that's like the scene in the movie when the guy's like, well, nothing else can happen. <laughs> like, uh, better off dead when he's, well, can't get any worse than this. And then all of a sudden the kid's on the roof yelling about $2, right? I mean, that's what happened. If you say nothing can get worse than this, it always gets worse than this. So the worst has already happened, dude. That is not true. You should don't say that. It can always get worse. Always. Especially for the Jets. Come on. Jet fans know that too well. All right, let's get some phone calls. Oh, the, the, the left field situation with the Yankees. I, look, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I have to hope that they're going to do something. My worry is that this is now going to be like the last couple of off seasons where they're largely done making moves. They'll get into the season. They'll see how things play out. And then at the trade deadline, they'll trade for somebody. I'd rather make a move before and get the full season of whatever improvement that is. Uh, there's a couple of names that I can cross off my list that have been mentioned before. The, the uh, trade for Max Kepler. I, I don't know why they would have any interest in that outside of maybe they would take one of your problems for their problem because Kepler really has not been all that good outside of one season. I would not have an interest in, in Michael Conforto. He's coming off a shoulder injury. He was bad the last season that he had. Uh, his, his agent is Boris, who's going to be looking for more than a one-year. Maybe if it were a one-year deal for you know, uh, little money, uh, I might be able to take a shot there, but that would not be my first thing. Obviously, the name that jumps out, and it's going to cost you far more, is, is Brian Reynolds. I mean, that would be the perfect fit. Left fielder, somebody who can bat atop the order, somebody who's a switch hitter can, and can beat you in variety. I mean, he's the best player. that Now, according to reports, they're, they're wanting a huge haul, and if the Yankees weren't willing to give a huge haul to really get involved in Juan Soto, they're certainly not going to be willing to give up a huge haul to go out and get Brian Reynolds. The other name that's been mentioned, I don't know how realistic it is, um, the outfielder from the, uh, the Diamondbacks, Jake McCarthy, he's a lefty hitter. Nice offensive game, has some speed, can steal some bases, plays left field, um, stole 18 bases. Uh, or how many bases did he say? Oh, no, he stole 23 bases last year, only caught three times. Now, I don't know why the, the Diamondbacks would be willing to trade a 24-year-old, a 24-year-old outfielder who can put up those kind of numbers. But that, if you're going to go the trade market and that guy's available, that guy would jump to the, to, to the head of the list. 
All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go out here. Sal is in Brooklyn. Sal, go, my man. Good and good evening. Hoping all is well, my friend. Hey, you know, we've been talking about the Yankee squad, both you and I, uh, for a while now, saying it's the same team once they get into the playoffs with swings and misses. Pitching is truly hasn't been the problem for the last three years. Boston goes and steals that kid from Japan. Okay, he's an unknown. The guy sitting out there to go get is somebody Chicago can't afford. Their shortstop, Anderson, who's going to demand money. So rather than giving it to Rondon, a guy would have – you went through the whole list with him. I'm so disappointed. They gave this guy six years. He's not even going to last six months. And I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, optimistic to say this is what's going to happen with this guy. We're talking reality. This guy has a proven track record of not being healthy. So to give this guy six years is crazy. And anybody who wants to give Cashman a pass, you got rid of a lot of your farm system for Joey Gallo, for Talion, uh, Minnesota, to Kansas City. You made four trades and nobody basically that he brought in is any good, and they're gone. So don't tell me about Cashman bringing back Judge. You're right. He was already here. Rizzo yeah. is here. You get rid of him, you have no infield. The uh, the kid at second base got to go. What good is he? You know, Glaber? he's only good. Blyber's got to go. Come on, you got him for four or five years. Now you're still waiting for this kid to do something. You can't just look at the same thing and say this is what we're bringing back. 17 strikeouts first game of the playoffs against Houston. 17. Yeah, but I, look, Sal, the, the, the Yankee problem in the postseason wasn't so much, and thanks for the phone call, was not so much that they didn't have, you know, they were, they were, they were too strikeout dependent. It was just they don't have good hitters. Um, it's one thing to have strikeout guys who hit home runs. They didn't, they didn't have the home runs, and they still struck out. So uh, the Yankees during the course of the season, had uh, their, their strikeout rate was actually among the lower ones in the American League. So it's not a question. And, and I've run through the numbers before. You need guys in the postseason that are going to hit home runs. Go back and look at this year's po- playoffs. You have to be able to have the ability to hit with power. When you get the chance, you have to do damage with those pitches. Um, and um, it was not that that was not the issue for the Yankees. He just didn't have enough good hitters. Now, the injuries to LeMahieu hurt. The injury to uh, Benatendi hurt. I don't know that that spelled you the difference between you and the Astros when you get swept and you, can, you can't score any runs. But... Um, I liked how he mispronounced every single Yankee that he mentioned. I love Sal. Uh, let's go to uh, Lonnie is on Long Island. Lonnie Goma, man. Lonnie, How's are you everything? Hey, Lonnie, what's going on, pal? I'm here. How are you? How's it going? I'm good. Happy holidays to you, pal. What's going on? Happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you. Well, I'm a little disappointed. With the Yankees, I, I want them to do more. The Donaldson, he's oh my! I I cannot take another season watching him strike out. No, we got enough strikeouts in the in the lineup. Donaldson's got to go. We got to get a left fielder, and and Donaldson, oh my goodness! Please tell me, just give him away. I'll take anything over there to play. We've got to go. He's our problem. If we don't get rid of him, we, we we're not going anywhere. We're not going to win. Well, look, I mean, you can you can withstand uh, Donaldson and, uh, you know, the numbers that he's going to put up at this stage of his career if you are building up all the other areas of the team. He was a very good glove at third base, and I think if LeMahieu is back and you, you want to play LeMahieu, he's going to see some time at third base. So so maybe you can withstand that when, when Josh Donaldson is, is doing what he did this past year, if that's what he's going to do again this year. 
Um, but you have it, to build up the other areas of the team. You know, you can't say shortstop is is this and and left field. We're going to stick with what we got and catchers a defensive position. Well, then that's four spots in your order. You're not getting any offense from. Yes, can I say one more thing? And yeah, the yeah. Jets. Okay. The Jets. I'm so disappointed. I love what Mike Mike White was doing. I'm so I'm so disappointed that Zach is coming back. Uh, I I I don't I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it tomorrow. I, oh, no, I you cannot watch take it. it. You got to watch it. Well, he goes back there. He he loses focus. He just gets sacked. He don't he don't get the ball out of his hand. He's uh, it's horrible to watch. Mike well, White, look, he should have been paying attention. That yeah. kid was playing. I well, feel bad look, he got hurt. It's not ideal, Lonnie. I agree with you. And thanks for the phone call. And it does feel like the Jets are going to end up being in this spot where they 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 benched and alienated the franchise quarterback because he didn't play well. They brought in the backup quarterback, who was the third string quarterback, and then he gets hurt. And you did all of this so that you could make the playoffs. You'll miss out on the playoffs, and you didn't develop the quarterback, any quarterback, because of the situation that happened. It does feel that way. But I actually think tomorrow is a fascinating game. I, I think it's must-see TV with the Jets or must-listen to right here on 98 points. I, I want to see what Zach Wilson does. I want to see – you know, they made it out like these last three weeks have done something. Uh, if, if that's the case, it should be pretty evident right away. Should be pretty evident right away. Vinny is in uh, Staten Island. Vinny, next up on ESPN New York. How you doing? How are you? Good morning. Good hey, Vinny. Good night. Absolutely. Uh, what you got? Uh, all right. What the Giants did wrong this year was their draft was horrible. They drafted Thibodeau and Evan Neal, two busts. Thibodeau, they could have had Christian Olave and Garrett Wilson in the first round. That would have solved their receiver problems for the next 10 years. Thibodeau gets pushed around by every offensive lineman, and Evan Neal is just lazy and gets beat constantly. He was just just good in college because he was playing for Alabama. I mean, they got a draft better because they had – they had two top ten picks this year, and they were both horrible picks. Thank uh, you for your time. All right, Vinny, thanks for the phone call. I don't know that I'd say they were horrible picks. You know, you, you got to give them a little bit of a chance. Thibodeau was hurt to start the season. Neal's been hurt. So, you know, I want to give them a – I didn't like the Wandale Robinson, uh, the pick there, a uh, smaller wide receiver. He's been hurt. So, it, it's not been uh, – uh, you would not be wrong to say it's not been the strongest start for the draft class. I would agree with you there. And they will have to uh, do far better this year. And it's not going to be as easy, right? Because you're, you're not going to have two f- first-round picks, and you're not going to be picking five or seven. So, uh, yeah, they're going to have to do a better job uh, overall of making those picks because um, they need as much help as they can get. They need a ton of picks. And they had a ton of picks this past year. They had a lot of overall picks, and they had some high picks. But the, uh, the return on those picks has not been great, at least not so far. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. We'll get more of your phone calls. And, of course, it is time for NFL picks for Week 15. The Free Money Express is back, and it's next, only here on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.